You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to another snack preseason snack. What up, what up, you hoes? We are back in this bitch. This could potentially be a snack bite for real this time. Maybe. Because we're back on our weekly jaunt, and it has been, once again, another super eventful week. In the life, in the life of us, in the life of Killing Eve oh, fans, yes. in the life truly of enjoyers, watchers of media, television, movies, because award nominations came out. But yeah, among those award nominations and lack thereof, we can get to that later. We've got new promos, oh, yeah. the video kind, new mm-hmm. photos, stills, and actual BTS. And I, I know, I'm convinced that <laughs> every time we drag Killing Eve, some intern is like, listen, y'all, it's time to put out that next shit because they talking, they talking. Mm-hmm. And that could just be my fantasy. But has BTS not appeared? Did we not scream at the top of our lungs in the previous episode? It's it's a little weird. And the one before that about like, where the fuck is the BTS? Can we get a sentence from the actors? Like, this is the last season. (laughs) Do you guys fucking care? Other shows do stuff to be like, wow, let's celebrate. Mm -hmm. Let's reminisce. Let's walk through memory lane right. with our Parent motherfucking cast and began. crew. Right, right. BBC and AMC are like, who? Who does that? But apparently they do too because they actually released some fucking shit with some quotable quotes from Sandra O, oh, Jodie Comer, and Kim Bodnia and Shaw. And so we were mm. delighted to see BTS. I thought, insert the old lady from the Titanic meme. It's no, you been 84 years. years that I've been waiting for fucking BTS and it's finally fucking here. And on top of all that, we got a motherfucking shooting star in the form of Jodie Comer actually actually posting something to her Instagram that had to do with killing even not just I was about to say a related a beautiful selfie of like noble panchia which fantastic <laughs> but you know between her and Sandra oh we don't get nothing a, promo, a whole year passed a promo a whole photo. year passed and Sandra and Jody said killing who <laughs> killing what I don't know. I mean, unless it was some side interview where, of course, they're being asked about it. Like, we just, like, there's nothing there. There's no signs of life. And so I was thrilled to see that post. It was a picture of her and Sandra Oh. And more importantly, the caption, the caption on that photo read, Scorpion and Frog. And then there was a heart emoji. It was a heart emoji. I think it means mm. love. Love forever. Forever. Well, any Scorpion heart that's not broken, I'll take. Or love till the end, till death do us part. Or after death, we do not part. We are still together, but till death. Death, we are going to the death. That's I think a that's lot to think about. <laughs> well, I think Killing Eve wants us to think about it considering the aesthetic themes of all the promos they've been releasing. It's undeniable. There are some things and there are some actual statements that they've oh, no. tweeted things out with that right. are right. hinting towards death. Just the death of Killing Eve, the show, the end of it, the end of Villain Eve as we know them. Other characters in the show, I don't know, but they are very obviously telegraphing lots of death, death themes with this motherfucking season. We theorize about the flowers and the stuff and then we get a promo photo that's out there and it's giving well it's giving it's not giving enough (laughs) but it is also giving death vibes funeral vibes what are those candles and a heart I don't fucking know there's a lot going on a lot to discuss so we went from Bill in series one that was the funeral that we got series two we didn't get a funeral people died but we didn't get any funerals series three we got Kenny's wake but not the funeral wake 
awake is when they view the body. What oh, are you so, talking about? so what's the thing? What's that's the thing after? <laughs> that's There's the tradition after party. that you are at the wake traditionally to make sure the body does not wake and that it's actually dead. So what do you call the thing? A that... memorial. Okay, memorial. When you usually cremate, like what I just had for my okay. auntie. It's like you have a picture, like we saw the picture of Kenny, and then maybe people get sloshed at the event, like Eve. Like Eve, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. overdrink. And that was serious three. Exactly. So. Uh, I'm willing to set fire to many a thing. Some things I'm going to try to keep close to my chest until reality tells me I cannot keep them close anymore. What does that even mean? Sounds like you just, you just, it's an enigma. I have no idea what you just said. What does that mean? It means that those were some scary words that you said. And I have, I'm going into defense mode. Because I want to protect. We death? did. We may we have, have discussed it. It is a possibility. So it feels like two years. <laughs> it's as possible. A very viable possibility. Thelma and Thelma. Uh, we been we, said. I know. I, Clyde but, and Clyde. But it's it's feeling realer now because we're closer. So it's. Oh, so it's less like some defense mechanism, I guess. Yes. I like to approach things with realism. And I know just last week I said delusion. But <laughs> apparently, right now, as I am the cow in the state of Idaho, I'm saying realism. Death will come. And I don't know if I think death really is coming for even though and but they want us to think that. So I'm just, I'm in the vibe. I see what they're doing. I am with my eyes wide open. I was about to make but, a dirty joke, but uh, I'm trying to be serious, so I won't make a joke about Eve's legs. But you guys can read between the lines and find the funny. Well, I mean, you see those nominations or, you know, lack thereof. Like, I mean, I can barely function as it is. So, like, <laughs> I you, I get one thing. Overstimulation? I, yes. And then I, I just I just short circuit out. It was a lot. It was a lot going on. People getting things they should get. People getting things they definitely shouldn't get. And then people being ignored in these nominations. Yes, yeah, so the nominations we're alluding to are the motherfucking Oscar and BAFTA nominations that were released in the past week. And there were thoughts. People had hopes and dreams, ideas of who could end up on these motherfucking lists. And there are a lot of people, I think, who are like, where's my fave? Where are they? Uh, yeah. Why is this person here? Ought they be here? Was it really the best performance of the year? And I'm not going to get into my side nerdy jaunt film nerdy combo about how I'm feeling about the motherfucking nominations. But I will say that I do believe in my heart of hearts that this past year was one of the worst years of cinema that I've ever experienced in my entire life of being on this motherfucking planet. Oh, wow. I feel that. I feel that deeply. I do. I know that Lady Gaga was missing. That was supposedly a big deal because people were trying to mirror her trajectory like shares if she would have gotten them. Share? Well, you know, that's probably Ridley Scott's fault. So, Ooh. CC that Ooh. bitch. Ah, uh, shady. No, it's no, how I no. Feel. It's, it's how it's, I feel. It's how I feel. And Jody was the only one iced out. They said Lady Gaga. Who? Lady Gaga where? And I said not. Miss Gaga also being left out of the party, out of the dance, and Ridley is the common fucking denominator. And considering what subpar films actually made the Oscar list, talk about best picture. Don't look up. Okay, that says to me Did that certain people look- aren't really fucking with Ridley or his ideas because it was completely, essentially, iced out all of his films, and both of them were Oscar contenders, were they not? House of Gucci, no, Last right. Duel, yeah. Despite how I feel about them, and both. Major awards bodies said, we don't have the time. 
And so, and it saddens me because I just <laughs> felt like I knew this was coming. I blame, especially in Jody's situation, I blame Ridley. Like I said, I also blame the Ben and the Matt because don't nobody want to see them. Didn't he have that old man yelling at a cloud moment where he was saying nobody's going really to? Yeah. He said no one went to see Last Duel because millennials. I feel like he called us <laughs> millenniums, though. Uh, he didn't even use yeah, my word. Right. We are too busy on our cell phones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. TikToking and Rick rocking. <laughs> he doesn't know what millennials oh I wish God. I would have seen more of these films. For the women? Uh, for. I've well. seen them all. <laughs> I have. So I would say that, like, performance wise Jody deserves to be in contention but just the whole complete picture I can see why it didn't happen it feels it's a sting you know it's it's tough when the, those you love don't get the noms that you feel they deserve people probably like does Nicole deserve to be over here for being a Ricardo's <laughs> for anybody who who nope. just has seen anything of Lucy and Desi probably looked at that film and was like, Javier Bardem, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing in here playing Ricky Ricardo? But, you know, I'm a Nicole Kidman fan. And so I'm somewhere in the middle of like, oh, Nicole, get your second Oscar. Do you actually deserve it for this? Probably not. But it's okay. Because I can also name a number of other bitches who definitely got an Oscar for the roles that were not the most deserving. A bit. Julia Roberts, looking at you for taking I was say, Best Actress Aaron that year for Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> over. <laughs> over. Miss Burstyn from Requiem for a Dream. Travesty. Horrible. That's one of those movies that just stays with you. I. That's why I always bring it up because I'm still not over it. I'm yeah. still not over Julia Roberts winning that over. Mm. Burston. Or I guess with the BAFTAs, Lady Gaga got in with House of Gucci. But maybe they were like, there can only be one. <laughs> we can wow. only we can only choose one of Ridley's girls. She's in the category with who? Uh, I know I Tessa Thompson say, is uh, in there yep, for passing. Is. Which finally right? can someone pay attention right? to the brilliance of Rebecca Hall, first time woman director, directing with such deft deft ability, such creativity, such artistic inspiration. Shooting in black and white. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm just gonna say if anyone likes an autistic, thoughtful film, maybe check out Passing on Netflix, directed by Rebecca Hall, who did kind of like a mini suite. Well, in The Baptist, they did what I wanted to see, which was Tessa, Ruth, and Rebecca. Yeah. I just want everyone to get a nomination. So there's some happiness for me there because in the States, they don't give a fuck about passing. They don't give a fuck about Rebecca's skilled director self. They don't give a fuck about a bitch shadow. They don't give a fuck about the framing. They don't care that Tessa did the best job she ever did do. And they don't care that Ruth was in her bag per usual. They said Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Actually, they did not say Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, they didn't. I would check. Uh, She's not there. Oh, well, I guess I was grouping the names together because they were in the you same can't. project. You can't. Jennifer Lawrence and those bangs deserve to be off every list. Thank you very much. Uh, listed along with Lady Gaga and Tessa Thompson is Joanna Scanlon for After Love, Renate Rinsev for The Worst Person in the World, Amelia Jones for Coda, and Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza. I don't really have a guess on who would win the BAFTA because no one's really jumping out like that. Whereas on the Oscars, Nicole Kidman jumps out simply because she's Nicole Kidman and of all those people there statistically it feels like mm. she would be the most likely to get it but with the baftas i don't know yeah so that's that awards news that came out this past week that the awards bodies still on a bullshit and some people are happy a lot of people are not and ridley scott is the kiss of death <laughs> if you want to win like 20 years ago you want to get an award maybe and even then, I'm like, really? Because he was kind of in his, you know, sci-fi bag. Like, if you really are trying to get the version of Ridley Scott that got you awards outside of Gladiator, we're going back to the 80s with Thelma and Louise. So right. what I'm saying is, the time. 
The time has passed. Anyway, I know I'm being shady, y'all, but as Terrence, I predicted that this movie was going to get ignored. No, she did. And which is why I was really pissed about it. Not just the fact that it was a fucking rape story we didn't need to tell, but the fact that this is not going to do what people think it's going to do. It's not going to get attention. It's not going to hit people in that spot to make it super culturally relevant, which means performances go unnoticed. Sorry. And when you have someone in a bag like Jody, and then it's like, no one really knows what's happened. And I know there's more people who've watched it now that it's streaming, but it's also not a rewatchable film. It's like, it's not something that you go part. in and you say, mm, can't wait to rewatch that shit all over again. No, you did it. You experienced it. And now you want to move the fuck on. I'm sure somewhere on Patreon, we will eventually break down, you know, our actual thoughts on the last duel and what's going on there and why we feel the way we feel the way, about the yeah. last duel. I mean, you know, mm. there are stories to tell. And that's the thing. There's a lot of stories to tell. There's a lot of stories to be told. And certainly as it relates to a woman's agency, the patriarchy, sexual assault, I still maintain that the best people to tell those stories and to decide whether or not we should do things like shoot a sexual assault again versus imply should be non-men. That's that just part. my opinion. Because literally... There's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of examples at this point in film and television of men deciding how we tell the story of sexual assault. And granted, I think the only reason what made the movie watchable, undoubtedly to me, and comprehensive on a certain level is the fact that that woman writer, Nicole, was attached to it. She's a very competent writer, has done great work before, and I think they brought a bitch on after the fact because they knew they didn't have what it took. Now, if they would have just wrote a check right, and left her and <laughs> right. Jody, and then left them, to fill the rest of the cast and do whatever, we probably would be looking at a different situation. But sadly, it is what it is. They could have been like silent executive producers or something. Or a silent associate. No, they could just delete themselves. We don't want no silent executive producers. Like, Drake is silent on Euphoria? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Anyway. Saw, you know what I just saw nominated for uh, director in BAFTAs? No. Julio de Cormau for Titan. Anyways, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm not going to go into my thoughts on Titan. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the bait. I know you were trying to give me the bait. Not gonna do it, Terrence. I'm not gonna talk about sapphic motor oil. Do you understand? Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, you gonna cover your mouth? Don't cover Sorry. your mouth now. Sapphic don't lie to the oil. listeners Lord. like you were being decent like, over there. Was this Christy? You were trying like, to get me to rant about sapphic motor oil, and I tell you, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> Lord, did I ask? Did I ask for it? I certainly did not. <sighs> Deep breath. I'm gonna try to erase. Titan and how it had me shooketh for like a week <laughs> with those visuals that I never needed, but what the fuck ever. So another year of awards bullshit goes down. This is the least inspired I've ever been by the people being nominated. I mean, good luck. Good luck, good luck to everyone to involved. Good luck to the nominees. Will I be watching and giving a damn? I don't know. Maybe the Baptist, but that's literally, like I said, Rebecca Hall's project there. I had been following I really enjoy her, and so. But you know, what? I could probably YouTube that. Show. All right, Honestly, I'll just retweet whoever won that I like. I'll retweet you and be like, "She." Yeah. Well, now that we've covered the awards news and our faves that are not involved, and some of our faves that are, shall we just officially begin this snack episode coverage? Well, yeah. So we don't have a correction, so we can head right over to Revelations. But actually, before we go to Revelations, I do have a correction. Perhaps it's a soul correction because something was said last episode about how we actually would not be overanalyzing anymore and like going frame by frame <laughs> in the trailers. That was a lie. It was all a lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is me. I lied. I lied. It was all a yeah, lie. Yeah, it was all a lie. It was me, guys. 
<laughs> I lied. I didn't know I was lying at the time. I really thought that could be the end. But then Killing Eve started the barrage of bullshit, of clips that are really just three seconds long. And so you end up rewatching it over and over again. And perhaps it does end up being frame by frame. And so I just wanted to come in real quick on that correction and say... I was full of shit, and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I will be continuing to overanalyze indefinitely to the unforeseeable future. The foreseeable future. Just expect Candace Pilastri at this point is what I'm saying. And that is the end of the correction segment. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Wow. All right. So with corrections done, let us... Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Let let us move on to Revelations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing Eve. Revelations. (laughs) Yo, did that really just fucking happen? (laughs) I'm dead. All right, so in the Revelations segment this episode, we got some new articles, some new promo shit, like we said earlier, and of course, the official promotional photo, poster, what have you, of Even Villanelle that appears to be, for now, what they're going with for season four. Right. We'll probably leave most of the discussion about said photo for musings, but let's get into the articles first, shall we? Yes. So before we get into the Deadline article, we have a breaking revelation. We do. It seems that there was another nomination for Killing Eve. It was for MTV. (laughs) MTV. Because it's the MTV. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Awards. So wait, what? There was another nomination. What are you talking about? Uh, yes, for the MTV Awards. Uh, MTV Awards. The only thing I could think of MTV does that we would care about is like Best Kiss. And that's where we were. It was Best Kiss. It was Best Kiss. We lost, didn't we? We, we did lose. lose. I'm sure we lost to Hep Propaganda. Uh, you d- Who was it? You, d- you don't even... <laughs> I already know. I already know. I already know mm. that not only were Villanelle and Eve the only queer kiss, mm-hmm, queer, mm-hmm. the only queer kiss, I bet every other competitor was some Hep Propaganda. Please, sir. Uh, well, what is the answer? You, you would you would be rather correct. Okay. So we have a kiss from Bridgerton. Uh, okay. It was head. Everybody it was, was obsessed with that. There so. was a head kiss from Never Have I Ever. The fuck is Never Have I Ever? Um, Wait, is that that Netflix show? I want to see. Yes. <laughs> we have a head kiss from Emily in Paris. Oh, that's that show everyone says is awful. Yeah, but then they okay. said that they keep getting new seasons because they're, I don't know, I think they like stuck with COVID over there and can't fly back to the States. Whatever the production team's doing, whatever. whatever yeah, so whatever they were nominated. Okay. And then another het couple for Outer Banks. What is this nonsense? Well, so first of all, the MTV voters have no taste. But I assume it's, what is it? Is it the bland hats that voted for this? Because MTV's vote-based, right? For their awards? Like, it's fans? Right. I'd love to see the body. Like who, the NBA who's, All-Star? Right. Who's, who's... No, we already know. Yeah. We already know. So what you're saying is we remain down bad, that we lose everything these days. And I know, I'm being dramatic. It's barely <laughs> been a year, but I just feel like, where are people recognizing the villain Eve supremacy? Okay? Uh, uh, what? Sadly Why? not at MTV, which is, I mean, that people, means they're down people bad. People looked at the bus kiss and they really said, give me these. Who's it? Chase? And Madeline Klein, who the fuck is that? You said Outer Banks? Who Outer is that? Banks. Yeah, and I what could is that? not. I could not. What's the show about? I know it's rhetorical because you probably know nothing. According to Google, it says Outer Banks is a Netflix show where a teenager enlists his three best friends to hunt for a legendary treasure linked to his father's disappearance. All right. Well, if it's not about two murder wives trying to kill each other while also kill each other. Oh, you know see? What I'm oh, I, I, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You see? 
Murder? Between the lines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that was a revelation I didn't really need, Terrence. I'm going to be honest with you. I I did need to know (laughs) that we were nominated for Best Kiss and and that we lost. Right, right. And that's not to say that Sandra O or Jodi would make time in their day to even Zoom with MTV. But it would have been nice. (laughs) No, it would (laughs) have been nice. Oh my gosh. So wait a minute, I have a question. You may not have the answer, but is the last queer kiss that won on MTV motherfucking Cruel Intentions? I'm going to say probably. I'm going to say probably, and yes. We have to Google. That's 20 years ago. Uh, That's over 20 years ago. Cruel Intentions was like 1996, 98, 99, somewhere over there. Oh, so uh, Love, Simon got best kiss. That's a problematic film. Uh Mm. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Is that the only other one? Oh, you know what I think potentially won? That's a better option than Love, Simon. Moonlight. Weren't they nominated? See. With uh, Ashton Sanders and Jarell Jerome. Now that that would have been an amazing. I feel like that was a thing. I feel like I remember yeah. that. Circa, what year did Moonlight come out? Maybe 2017? Prior to Killing Eve, naturally. Oh, that would have been, yeah. So if Love, Simon was 2018, Moonlight was 2017. Yes. I knew yes. I had that right. Ooh, well, at least there wasn't a 20 plus year drought of Queer Kiss winners. Because that would have been sad. That would have been sad. Well, there it is. Thank you once again for this horrible news, Terrence, that apparently Killing Eve was nominated for Best Kiss last year but and lost win, to the most boring heads to ever had. Now, if someone is out here watching <laughs> these shows and you say, Candace, they're not boring. Okay, fine. I don't believe you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we can all agree to enjoy the things we enjoy. All right, so now on to the Deadline article. Yes. Let's see. So this article was published on February 10th, 2022, and it's entitled Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer Talk the Tremendous Gift That is Killing Eve Ahead of Drama's Fourth and Final Season. And we have a photo from Couples Therapy of Sandra Oh. (laughs) Jodie Comer looks like Villanelle's touching her hand in that scene, and Eve is lost from the touch. And below it, it reads, Killing Eve, BBC's thrilling blood soaked cat and mouse will soon come to an end with its final season and stars Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer are grateful for the wild ride. Quote, for me, it's been a tremendous gift that I'm really, really grateful for, said Oh during the show's CTAM panel on Thursday. Quote, very rarely do you get the opportunity as an actor that you are able to grow in the act of creation. End quote. Set to debut on February 27th on BBC America and AMC Plus, season four of Killing Eve picks up with Villanelle, played by Comer, Carolyn, played by Fiona Shaw, in very different places. Following Eve and Villanelle's exchange on the bridge, the former is set on a revenge mission while the latter has found a brand new community. <laughs> in an attempt to prove she's not a monster. <laughs> Having killed Paul, Carolyn goes to extraordinary lengths to continue to chase down the 12 (laughs) and the person that ordered Kenny's hit. For O, playing Eve Palastri for four seasons provided more than just a rare opportunity to explore, adding that she needed to, quote, grow as a person to bring her character to new places in her continued search for the 12. From the series' first season to the upcoming fourth, O said that Eve has shedded her complete innocence and as quote complete innocence becoming seemingly unrecognizable from the mi5 intelligence officer she first started as comer added that her time on killing eve as the complicated ruthlessly violent and unapologetically chic villanelle quote changed my life in many ways continued i think i really had to shed a skin with her i think i was extremely self-conscious coming into this process there was something about playing her that i had to get rid of that and i had to dare to be a little fearless she said that has definitely filtered in my own life which i'm really grateful for there's a lot about her that I took to celebrate, end quote. 
Killing Eve and its leads have received critical acclaim throughout the years, with numerous Emmy nominations and one win for Comer in 2019. Mm-hmm. O has also received a SAG Award and Golden Globe for her performance. But beyond the awards, executive producer Sally Werder Gentle and Killing Eve celebrates a refreshing take on television. Quote, I hope what the show has done is show how brilliant a completely female-led show can be and how successful it can be, she said. Added season four lead writer Laura Neal, quote, I think people have really enjoyed seeing female characters act without shame and without boundaries and doing the things that make them feel good. Yes, Laura, yes! And it finishes with Killing Eve is executive produced by Gentle, Neil, O, Lee Morris, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Gina, Mangachi, and Damon Thomas. Okay, Damon, get you a fucking producer Producer credit. credit. Yeah. That is the end. That concludes the Deadline article. I love that someone decided to say out loud that Eve is shedding her complete innocence because innocent Eve, who's that? Who's that? We haven't seen. Uh, I don't think we've seen Innocent Eve. I don't. I don't know who that. Who that is? Unless that's I like was gonna a say Innocent where? Right. I don't so know what you talking about? Right. And then there's Jody's portion where. Well, it looks as though both Jody and Sandra use the term "shed." Sandra is talking about shedding a complete innocence for Eve that I don't think she had. Where Jody talks about shedding a skin with Philomel. So perhaps evolving into the final form of what her character is supposed to be. She used the phrase shedding skin. And so that makes me think of, you know, like snakes, perhaps something like a cocoon or what happens with a caterpillar to a butterfly. That it's not really about getting rid of something more so than it is about a transformation to who you actually are, who you're Mm. supposed to be or your final form. Like you've gone from larva to beautiful butterfly. Right. beautiful misandrous butterfly and independently talks about her own journey as an artist and being you know self-conscious coming to the process and growing i would imagine as a individual and an artist in the project i mean ideally you do something creative you want to be different than when you started it hopefully yeah. better at all the things so that's good to hear yeah so it seems like jody and her responses in the interview seems like she was playing her answers close to the chest versus divulging what's to come of her character but <laughs> decided to everybody. focus <laughs> no i feel like well yeah though so that's that's everybody like they said some things but what can they say truly. oh well that's actually true and i'd love to see what sally was saying about hoping that they were well i would step to say it's not that they hoped to do that they really did provide a refreshing take on television so here's to the future not that spinoff though Oh, oh, well, 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 you know what? You know what? So I'm what? not going to say that nothing can bring me to spinoff, but the only thing that can bring me there for sure, whether or not I'll like it, I don't know, is a young Carolyn being gay as fuck while also shooting people and uh, saving yeah. the world. If it's yeah. not a young queer Carolyn, keep it. Keep it. Well, thank you, Deadline. And so now we head over to Radio Times, which has an article titled Killing Eve gives first look at Villanelle and Eve in season four. I will say that there are two stills that are very interesting. This first still is with it's Hottie with a body. Uh, yes. And Villanelle. And, yes. And she's in the judge. church, presumably. Yes. As it begins, hit thriller series Killing Eve will draw to a close with its fourth and final season beginning later this month. And RadioTimes.com can now exclusively offer fans some new first look images. Is it exclusive if Killing Eve tweeted it? Anyway. (laughs) 
Some new first look images of Villanelle Eve ahead of the closing run. One still above shows Jodie Comer's Villanelle wearing a crucifix necklace and looking rather dismayed about something. While another below features Sandra O's Eve walking down the street clutching a flyer in her hand. Now the image gives too much away about what to expect from the final run, but they will no doubt further wet fans' appetites ahead of the That's news. That's not spelled correctly. Anyway. <laughs> so, Sorry. the ghost trees of Deadline and RadioTimes.com because, wow. Editors, do they exist? <laughs> Does Spellcheck wow. exist? Wow. Does anyone care? Wet fans' appetites ahead of the new episodes becoming available at the end of February. The new images are not the first promotional material to have been released for the final run. Oh, we wow. were previously treated to a trailer below that showed even Villanova resuming their usual game of cat and mouse. And the BBC also previously released a short clip taking fans behind the scenes of season four featuring sneak peeks of the central characters apparently in disguise <laughs> including a shot of Sandra O's Eve wearing a short blonde wig and sunglasses as with each previous season of the show the fourth run sees a new female showrunner taking over as head writer with the reins handed to sex education's Laura Neal this time around she follows the footsteps of Phoebe Waller-Bridge Emerald Fennell and Suzanne Heathcote Meanwhile, an official synopsis for the new season teases that we can find each of the lead characters in very different places. I like how they're all doing the same bite. They they're doing they're they're doing the same bite. So meanwhile, an official synopsis for the new season teases that we find each of the lead characters, Villanelle, Eve, and Fiona show us Carolyn in very different places following the emotional climax of season three. Mm. Following Eve and Villanelle's exchange on the bridge, Eve is on a revenge mission whilst Villanelle has found a brand new community oh in an Same attempt quotes. to prove right. <laughs> she's not a monster. It reads, having killed Paul, Carolyn goes to extraordinary lengths to continue to chase down the 12 and the person that ordered Kenny's hit. Uh, the synopsis concludes, this season follows our extraordinary women, each driven by passion, revenge, and obsession, building towards a messy, nuanced, and totally glorious season finale. And well, all right. Concludes, yes. Well, that's the way I was about to try to muse, but we are not amusing, so let me mentally... Oh, you want to muse about me, that photo of Eve? That's I'm. You can do a quick muse or reviews. I'm just. It's. It's. <laughs> She's undercover. Cause why is she wearing yeah, that? Just, why is she wearing that? I just denim. And then it's and then also the bifocals. It's there's a lot. No, it's, it's happening. It's, she's in character. I have to assume she's in character because even though Eve has no kind of fashion sense to speak of, it's not this bad. No, yeah, like, she, this, this is not what she. This does. is like an. This is a auntie. This is somebody's this mama. Is somebody, mama going to the PTA meeting. Right. She's committed, but I'm like Eve. Where do you have money? Like, did you steal this in the thrift store? Like, how are you buying wardrobe items to do your undercover shit? Questions that need answers. If you zoom into that thing she's holding, it says something like J. Palencia, that can't be right, but something J something and son or sons. And then it says multi-faith services in her hand. Looks to me like a bitch has gone to a funeral. It does not look to be Villanelle's church because what are we saying multi-faith services? Villanelle's clearly in a Catholic church, Judeo-Christian, Christian church. Something's happening over there because there's a priest. This says multi-faith, which indicates six feet under. It indicates. Uh, so that means that. Other assassin. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So we are going to gonna start with her. See, Has Lord. But already, how did Eve have the scent of the first other assassin so quick? If Eve never stopped fucking well, no. with the 12 that, or looking with the 12, she would have been doing this true. the entire time. Yes. That, that, so that 
is a potential likelihood. Yeah, and then Villanelle at her, like maybe before the youth group meeting or Sunday school, I don't know what's happening, but she looks like she's looking at something curious or just making a Villanelle face. TBD. And the last article we have here is from ET Online. And it's entitled Killing Eve. Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer reflect on bittersweet last day of filming. Killing Eve is gearing up for its final chapter. The stars of BBC America's outgoing drama came together virtually, of course, on Thursday to reflect on the transformative time making the show and to tee up the upcoming fourth and final season, which kicks off February 27th. The new season picks up following the dramatic events in the season three finale with Eve, Villanelle, and Carolyn in very different places. Following Eve and Villanelle's exchange on the bridge, Eve finds herself on a revenge mission. Ah, here we go. go. While Villanelle has found a new community in an attempt to prove she's <laughs> Sick of y'all journalists at this point. Having killed Paul, Carolyn goes to extraordinary lengths to continue to chase down the 12 and the person who ordered Kenny's head. Oh my God, it's shocking. It's brand new information. <laughs> Quote, what we really played around with this season, we've been exploring this question of, can she change? Can we change? What I loved about what Laura did was we actually see Villanelle put that into action. We see her trying, end quote. Comer told reporters during the show's virtual television critics association winter press tour panel, quote, throughout the whole series, you really witness each character's growth. And there are a lot of lessons that Villanelle learns that I don't think she's actually aware of. She's so desperate to change in the beginning, and I'm not sure that comes from a truthful place. However, when you see this season in its entirety, you really truly see just how she's done. So that's really great to see. Quote, at the beginning of season four, you can see the greatest amount of change in Eve. I really wanted to establish that Eve physically and energetically is very very much changed oh added you see her different in the way that she's clearly gained skills oh well you see her different in the way that she's clearly gained skills <laughs> my lady there's a lot of skills that i hope eve has attained some hand-to-hand combat a piece of pull-up so you can defend yourself <laughs> sapphic skills in the boudoir and any residual misandra skills that can lead to violence like learn how to throw a fucking like a chopping axe or like have some size at your side i just get a skill eve i'm with it anyway she continues yes so she said you see her different in the way that she's clearly gained skills that she's not afraid of violence in herself or inflicting it on others yes Mm. sandra oh Mm. that she's adapted a lot of dot 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 she's integrated a lot of elements from Villanelle and how she disguises her personas I really wanted that change and that freshness to come in this fourth season O said Jody and I were looking at a picture of season one and it was a promo shot they're completely changed when I look at Eve she has this innocence and she doesn't have it on her anymore I was really pleased to be able to evolve the character in that way Comer and O who were joined by Shaw and executive producer Sally Woodard Gentle and head writer showrunner Lauren Neal on the panel also shared the emotional day they wrapped filming on the series quote what was really surreal for me on the last day was that the last shot i did was the last shot for villanelle for the whole season it was a really weird mirror that was happening coma recalled that was like wow okay it was all very real the wonderful thing about that day was sandra and i we were together so we got to experience that together which was really special it was bittersweet it was intense it was a lot it was overwhelming for sure wow Mm. end quote on my last day I was at an iconic location and it was just about to rain Shaw shared describing it as a celebration okay Carolyn is that an iconic location for her last (laughs) shot next quote Jody and I were lucky enough to do the last shot of the show together and it's too much of a spoiler to say where we were and the setting but it was very technically challenging OTs I was really happy that we were both together I think we were both happy that we were together it was not slow what we do it's very fast and there's lots of 
moving parts that's moving around and a lot so it's not a slow relaxing thing you have to get out okay girl are we mm. are we describing the final <laughs> scene it sounds dramatic mm. and the next quote is to sign it off with the majority of our crew we were all together on the very last day of the previous couple days we were on a certain location that was very very iconic there was this one particular moment where everyone stepped out together to see the same view you just feel as a company not only in the cast but all the crew that you were making something together I was really glad because it was a really challenging shoot this year because of the pandemic so I was really glad that we were all able to feel that filmmaking moment this is why we do it and we all did it together and I'm glad we had that at least in the last couple of days end quote i assume that's still sandra speaking because yeah. they've made no change to say killing eve has been life-changing for both comer and O is an understatement since the series 2018 debut both leading ladies have won numerous awards parentheses and emmy for comer in 2019 a golden globe for O that same year among many others and received notice for their head-turning performances the duo did their best to put into words what the show and their respective characters have meant to them as well as how it shaped their lives and careers i'm not sure what she represents comer admitted i will definitely say that she's changed my life in many ways in a very obvious way in the work that I'm now able to do in an acting sense and being an actress. I was extremely subconscious coming into this process and there was something about playing her. I had to get rid of that. I had to dare and I had to be a little fearless and that has definitely filtered through my own life. She has very bad qualities but there's a lot about her that I like to celebrate. <laughs> I think she has very good qualities, Jody. The lack of care in what people think and just her being herself is something I really kind of took with me. End quote. New quote. For me, it's been a tremendous gift that I'm really, really grateful for. I'm grateful, Sally, because very rarely as an actor, although hopefully it's changing, that you are able to grow in the act of creation. The act of creating this show was very, very challenging and very challenging for me, but can help you grow as a person and as an actor, O said. Mm. But as I say, I was very much actively trying to grow Eve as a character, and in that process, I had to grow as a person. I had to grow as well, and sometimes that doesn't happen in the most comfortable ways. It doesn't happen in comfortable ways for Eve, so I don't think it necessarily happened in comfortable ways for me. But when you've been around enough, you just know those rare times when you've been a part of the creation, and as an actor, it's a very special place to be. End quote. And then it finishes with Killing Eve premieres its final season Sunday, February 27th on BBC America. Fiend. Well, this is beautiful. I love that there were things that were super text that were said, especially from Sandra Oh. I'm excited more so. I didn't know that was possible. But I'm even more excited. We return and we see Eve and she has a whole new set of skills. Oh, do we? Oh, she does. Oh, Right? Like, (laughs) can the skills be on display, bitch? Because if we're doing another six month jump or some nonsense like that, girl, you better have leveled the fuck up. Like, Like, this is the level. You at least could be a yellow belt in some martial art. Okay? Like, Wing Chong, like Shotokan, bitch, Muay Thai, do something, (laughs) bitch. Like, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I will take anything, Eve Palastri. That just means that you can hold your own in a fight. That villain just can't find you on a bus and push you all the way back to the back of the bus while you just flail. You know? And then she can mount you. And not that that was something that you probably minded at the end of the day. But you need to be able to have some options, some choices. So a bitch yes. can't just mount you without right. you having any options to be like, oh, reverse the mount. Oh, what's right. that? Oh, who's right. on top now, bitch? You know, but anyway. <laughs> that would have been that would have been beautiful for uh, Series 3. And since we were flash forwarding, I mean, how does a tourist no find you in Rome? Series 3. How does, no skills how does a tourist find you in Rome? And then you get, what, helicoptered to London to uh Are we really back to Rome? Well, and Suzanne's just... reasoning for why Eve isn't dead? Uh, it's not going to math. Uh, yeah, okay? yeah, the math the It's math gonna is going to be not like math. a Marvel plot hole. You will never have enough information to fill it. It will never make sense. 
<sighs> even when we were watching the episode, you look at how much they have to walk through just to get to that clearing. True. Well, Eve is bleeding the fuck out, but a random tourist was there. Anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna get. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do it. <sighs> but you would think after recovering from a near fatal experience that you would want to level up some skills. I've been hoping that Eve would level up her hand to hand combat skills in series one, and perhaps she just was feeling too comfortable. And the fact that Villanelle wasn't going to mark her. And now that she shot and was assaulted on the bus and participated in an assault, <laughs> that she's like, let me just be better prepared and shit. That makes sense. No, it does. It does. All right. So let's get into some of these newly released promo videos. First up is a tweet from Killing Eve that they sent out on the 4th and it reads, that's life. Hashtag Killing Eve. And we actually get a motherfucking clip of some BTS footage. All right. Let's take a listen. I need to grow at the same time that the character grows. And sometimes that's not easy. She's gave me a fearlessness, I think, and a resilience. And the clothes. Yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. The clothes. Incredible to play a guy that can survive so much. Cambodia always, always looks so happy to be there. Me and buying Carolyn for all these years has meant that I've aged with her and she's aged with me. She has seems to have a life independent. Have you aged? You look exactly the same. Literally the same. I'm trying to figure out the dynamic, the pull towards the girl. It's gay. It's sapphic. She's so chaotic. You know, it's. Everything's so hectic with her. To then move through it or to accept oh, it. This is what you wanted. This is what I you wanted. Like I'm taking you Booby bump. Right. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> well, all right. That was cute. That was cute. BTS. Who knew? Now, what's that so hard? Where's that Paul Rudd <laughs> gift? That Paul Rudd meme? Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Right. Not me. Look, right. Nope. BTS, us, this is what we wanted and then like for years. Like there's still BTS I still want from series one and series two. You have it. It exists. Someone could just edit it and release it into the wild. Like that was delicioso. So the next delicioso. one is titled They've Come So Far. Yeah, this tweet was sent on the 6th of February and it's more BTS, you guys. It's more fucking BTS. How has your character evolved? You don't know where you're really going. The first series is really about her discovery, a kind of awakening yep, that Villanelle mm, brings. Listen, mm, we are using terms. Because mm -hmm. In the first season, you find them. And really, the audience learn the map of the character, as so does the actor. Karen was at her driest, most oblique, <laughs> most surprising. She surely the was. Season. And then the second series is almost like how she's afraid of it. We know, and Eve. Afraid of the O? Afraid of Alaska? She's avoiding it. Mm -hmm. Season three. Yeah, season three, uh, she was avoiding a lot. Until she wasn't. Sure that Carolyn had right. any access to those emotions. You see Eve go from someone who has always thought of possibilities to then moving into a place of acting out possibilities. She's suddenly inside okay, but the possibility you look really that she excited. could only dream about. You're smiling. Yeah, right, right. Inside the possibilities you can only dream about. Do we dream you about the boudoir? Uh, right. uh, Do we dream about the oh, Sandra? Oh? Do uh, we? Do your character Eve was with Nico Palastri for 20 fucking years. Jeez. My dear. Again, we, we and said. And statistics do not lie. And we said. Research and science does not lie. <laughs> Only so many women can be in the 11% of the head John. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Eve Palastri was not in that 11%. She 
She was in the 89. Well, for us to get a glimpse of her looking so good that her spouse of over 20 years has never seen her look that good, we must, well, I must, I must, I must be convinced. I must be in the camp of we are doing something sapphic this season. What I take away from that is the awakening, the kind of awakening <laughs> that Villanelle brings. And with the scenes they're going over, it's like that scene where Eve gets the dress and she's feeling herself literally and mm. metaphysically, mm. spiritually. Yes. And so it's like, yes, yeah, the gay awakening, girl. It's the queer. It's Sappho and Lilith joining hands. Another delicious BTS. And the next tweet we got with some BTS goodies was two days later again on the 8th. And this is what the fuck is said. What's one of your favorite moments on set? There was one moment with Kim on season four. She's very good. It was payback time, I think. <laughs> My first memory of Kim when I met Shenanigans him. Shenanigans. He always tell me to do things. He's like, just try Love and it. do it. Or he'd always surprise me and do something that I just wasn't expecting. That could give you oh, a that episode where she, like, kind of tackles Constantine. You didn't know that you wanted to show in this scene. So there was a moment in season four which I planned. And this time <laughs> she really got me. So everyone was in on it. When it happened, it's like so, you're, you're like a child. This got to be like before she hugs him or something. It's got right? to be the first time they reunite with each other. Yeah. And the emotion yeah. just come out Ooh. of you. Uh, wow. See, yeah. you know, I'm back there. With a long, a long break. I'm back there. And he was so shocked. That scene is going to remind me of killing you for the rest of my life. Listen, somebody cast Constantine or somebody cast Cambodia. As Russian Santa Claus or whatever. He too fucking jolly. Always smiling. Mm-hmm. See, I like Cambodia, even though I want Constantine dead. What did I say last episode? His slippery ass will slip away for the last time. Watch them do that shit. Watch them do it. That well, mm. even Villanelle aren't going to make it because I guess they don't deserve with their chaotic gay energy. Oh, but he gets But Constantine gets to slip away. <laughs> no, I think he's run out of time. skins to shed. I, I'm going to hope One can only that hope. he is. I, I, I got I'm to. just saying if everybody got to go down, why can't everybody go down? The only person I expect to maybe walk away from this without too dramas carolyn right just because i always expect that bitch to be six steps ahead right with 17 new plans carol is the scorpion like there's no <laughs> carol is not the scorpion on the frog because both of them go down oh that's true she's in the air she's a hummingbird she's uh, something else she's right so she sees floating above fucking, the water like mm, the wasp look at she's them. something that flies look at them drowning look at that right <laughs> motherfucking eagle owl Anything. Anything. Mm. That has the bird's eye view with excellent vision of what everyone else can't see. That's Carolyn. Oh, so this next delicious link is titled Rest in Peace. Oh, this is getting ominous. It's been ominous. It's been ominous. And so this promo, what are we doing? Ah, church music. Uh, Funeral music. One and the same. R.I.P. Killing Eve. I, I, we could watch it again. So there's candles. There's what is that? I wanted to say uh, with those hairpins, like in a cross. I don't know. It's hard to see. It looks like it could be a hairpin. That is obviously the teddy. Oh wait, it was the lipstick. Like, all right. So it's like there's two X's for like the hairpins, but like it right where X marks the spot oh, is love the in the elevator. Yeah. So that's there, and then it's the teddy bear. And then R.I.P. Killing Eve. Whoa. Back in with that death theme. So after we get the rest in peace tweet, the next one they follow up with about a day later is entitled Smell You Later. And we get the perfume bottle of La Villanelle. And the black rose. 
R.I.P. Killing Eve. That font, once again, finds us at the end of the fucking promo. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Death is the thing. And then what's this last one? And the last promo says, take your secrets to the grave. Right. And it's the one that features the bus, a miniature bus in the flowers. Looks like the lipstick closed is in there, but I don't know. Like, it looks like the camera goes past something that looks like it could be a lipstick. Right. It, yes. I don't know why I just had this vision, and I don't know what. Like, I understand the paninis happening, but why do I just, why did I just imagine, like, a friend of mine, let me not blow this bitch spot up, but she does animation, like, with, like, you know, physical pieces, clay and stuff like that. Okay. And why do I imagine some fucking Killing Eve intern in a room, like, with what my friend has set up, like, dioramas, whatever, and they're shooting this <laughs> Like, is this, I'm just saying, I, you know, we'll talk about the poster. I'm just, it's, it looks as though they're working within certain limitations for the promotional materials. Like, just, because all of this is ultimately, if I had to imagine, from one shoot. And whether or not the bus is actually in there or you put that in post, you know, with After Effects or whatever. It's one scene with flowers and candles and then someone shooting macro shots in slow motion. And then either in the shot, actually, or later in post, they put in the lipstick and stuff. But it just seems like, did y'all do it on the same day? No, I just, (laughs) because the flowers and then the promotional picture and then Villanelle in the dress, but then also Eve allegedly in the gown. And I just, but the hair's not doing the thing. And so anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. There's, um, I'm getting ahead. Yeah. Green screen. I I would have to assume. No, because like a lot of these flowers, I don't know if they're all actually like there there and if it is pieces that are getting moved and those flowers look real to me the ones that are in focus yes but like if i'm trying to look let's say beyond the focus it seems like whatever that is that is something that was added after the effect like after well it's very possible i'm sure a lot of digital adding was done for this series given the constraints with the panini but yeah yeah all right so killing eve hand over fist you are making sure that we get the vibes death Death to Killing Eve, R.I.P. to Killing Eve. The show is over. And you guys are clearly trying to have us in the thought that R.I.P. also to our favorite murder hosts, Villanelle and Eve. And I don't know what I think about that. And I'm sure that what I think about it will continue to evolve until the show is actually done. But uh, like I've been said, it's how you take them out. It really is how you take them out. It's what is done. It is what has happened up until then that will ultimately determine how I rest with whatever this is by the time the series is over. Oh, so uh, glory. So we're either it's a blaze of glory. I really don't want anybody gone. I'm still in my delusion. Everybody's everybody's together at the end. Everybody's happy. I don't like what do you think this is? You sound like I a delusional no. Game of Thrones fans. I hope no one dies <laughs> as we find out who's on the throne. Like, it's the final season. Someone is going to die. Possibly uh, multiple people are going to die, especially because Suzanne was kind of timid with taking people out. The only people no, she ultimately true. killed that we cared about was Kenny. We didn't give a fuck about Paul. And so now's the time. Now's the time to go all in and to not be timid and to hit people where it hurts because all the bruises are permanent. So I'm expecting losses. Mm. Now it's just a matter of how many. And will it include our murder wives? Okay, so since we've done all of the promo videos, um, I guess we can start on the promo photos. Photographs, yes. That were released. What's first up on the docket? The first one says, bundle up, Eve. Eve Palastri content, sign me the fuck up. 
And so Eve is looking cold, I guess. Is this a, a bus station with and no seat? Is that what's happening? Maybe she doesn't want to sit because it's gross. Oh, that. Oh, ooh. Yeah. She looks like she's thinking about Villanelle. But that's always going to be my default, so... <laughs> Pay me no mind. All right. That photo appeared on the 2nd of February. And what is next here? Another photo tweeted by the Killing Eve account. And this says, lots to do. And we see Villanelle sitting on a church pew. Looking like she's sent down hymnal books or whatever mm -hmm. for people to follow along with. And we see Hottie with a body in the background. Also setting down little orange booklets. So clearly these two have been hanging the fuck out. Which makes sense, considering we see what sapphic vibes develop at some point between Villanelle and Hottie with a body. Well, we already know that this can go a number of ways. So we'll just see how... A number of ways or two ways? Well, Life or death? That's, <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like that's all we got. Yeah, that's... For the Hottie. Life or death? That's... That, that is true. So let's just hope everyone in these scenes play their cards right. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I wonder if she knows what she's passing out here. What do you mean? Uh, it's a church. They are passing out scriptures or hymns. I was about to say, my country, tis a beat. But it's not. No, but yeah. that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Is this your uh, preferred method of distributing by going from the base versus the top copy? To pass through and around. I don't know what that means. So Villanelle and the way her hands are structured looks like if she's passing things or placing things, she's not pulling from the top of the pile. She's, <laughs> she's not pulling from the top of the pile. I heard you. She I'm just is, like, what are you trying to say by uh, saying that? Uh, have you never had the experience of passing things in mass? To either a row <laughs> or to a class. First of all, you're talking about take one and pass it back, but there's no one there to pass oh, it back to. Oh, so. you said you said I'll take one and they'll deal with the rest. Oh no. No, but I, that's what I we think... do in class. In class, the teacher says, here's this stack. Take one and pass it back. That has never been my experience. What? The Listeners, I need you to write in. Somebody was, else definitely here's was the in stack. a classroom where the teacher said, Take one and pass it back. Please. I, Someone write in. Thank you. No, I've I've had to get up. And go get the stack. And then get... Sounds like additional labor that yeah. I did not have to do in yeah. private school. No. <laughs> well, possibly. Guess, possibly. No. And so it was me passing everything to everyone. And so I was saying the preferred method of passing when you have a stack is it usually not from the top. But nobody's in there. From so the who's she passing it to? Who's well, she, if she passing it to? If they're not being collected, then they're being distributed. And so it still seems like if distributing is happening, if distribution is happening, it's still happening from the bottom of the pile in her hand. Yo, you choose the most interesting things. Random to... things. I, I don't know if I'll say interesting here, but random to Palastri Muse about. You said, what is the truth behind the hymnal books? And um, I don't have answers. I don't <laughs> I don't think. Villanelle Maybe even cares they're to collecting anyone. them. Does it matter, though, whether they're picking them up or putting them down for someone to then look at for the next mass session to be like, oh, my gosh, here's the hymn. Fa la 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 la. Well, I ha, guess ha, it's ha, not ha, the ha, most ha, important ha. thing. It's just it was interesting hand placement of the still, which had me trying to figure out what was the truth. <laughs> what was the direction there? Wow. Well, sir, I do not have answers for you, but I have noted 
your curiosity. And I suppose we will come back to this when the episode actually airs, wherever this scene is. Episode one, episode two, maybe episode three. But please let it be episode one or two because those are the episodes we get right away. And I'm just trying to get through all the shit they've already shown us. Primarily. And the next still is titled, What's in the Envelope? Heroin. Uh, <laughs> as as we said, it's... Um, Nudes. It's um, a lot of things. Yeah, it might be a lot of things. What's in the box, Carolyn? <laughs> mm. Eve's hopes and dreams. She's posted up Sapphic like... Sapphic vapors. Like, let's go for a drive. Like, it's, it's... it's No, it's like those <laughs> toxic vapors. As soon as you open it, it's like... Poof. Like pixie dust right onto your nose. He's done. And again, I, I do believe that she was doing whatever the fuck she wanted before Carolyn stopped her on this run. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really take much to push a bitch over the edge when she's already dancing on the edge and possibly, really, frankly, over it. Well, just additional goodies. Let's see if this luring is enough to. Oh, please. It's enough. <laughs> Come on. It's Eve. It's well, Eve. Well, I mean, it's so, so uh, well, maybe Eve to walk away from the encounter with having appeared to have the upper hand, even though we know it's not. Maybe. TBD. I don't. What is even the upper hand? She either takes the job or takes the envelope from Carolyn or she doesn't. But Carolyn always has the upper hand in my mind until she doesn't. Like Eve is too whimsical with her misandry to be as together as Carolyn, who is a steadfast misandrist with 40 plus years experience doing her thing. And so she's just more grounded in misandry sanity, whatever that is, just being being able to pull that shit off without drama. So I don't know. I don't I think Eve will be Eve, which is rash, dramatic and hella queer and ridiculous and chaotic. And Carolyn will be Carolyn being like, I already know the answer to this. I already know the end result of this, which is you will take the envelope and do exactly as I say. Maybe not exactly, but ultimately <laughs> what I want you to do because I'm playing six games with oh, how I'm right, talking to you right. and I'm actually talking to you in the way that I need to to get you to respond in the way that I want you to to ultimately do what I need you to do because that's that's right, because she got everybody's profile. No, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, so this next tweet that came out on the 7th says, new season, new faces. And new faces indeed. We uh, see new killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we saw in the teaser, we see Faux Jafari yep. on the phone. We see a rather creepy priest. Don't know what Oof. that means, but what's with the photo? He's giving me, there was a character in that show, Carnival, on HBO. I don't know if you remember him, but he was like running the carnival. He's giving me that guy. Oh, I can't picture that guy, but if it's this vibes, I can already see where that's it's those going. Vibes. It is and those then... vibes. And then we have Hottie with a body. This is a new vantage point. Different clothes. She is sitting at a pew someplace where we can see an altar and looking where? At Villanelle? Mayhaps. Possibly. Well, when we see characters in new lines or sets of clothes, that lets us know that time has elapsed for these characters. Uh, has that it? Lets us, has uh, it? Uh, or was her jacket just seated off screen? Maybe. Because we can't see her bottom, so we can't say that it's a different outfit from something we've seen. It's only just the jacket and looks like jeans. And did she have jeans in the other thing? I think so. Either way, I don't know why you're trying to script five scenes for these hoes. Like, <laughs> we need the story to push quickly no, and get to Villain Eve so you can wax poetic about 15, 11 scenes. Not me. I'm going to say two to three, four tops. I'm not trying to get more than five. And they all better be in the same fucking episode. Don't stretch this shit out over two episodes. I will say that I agree with the understanding and the sentiment of we need to get to villainy. So all these new faces, the sooner their screen time has reached zero minutes and zero seconds, the better. Because unless one of them is sleeping with Eve, well, if that's new assassin, well, that could work. But otherwise, I don't well. care. I don't care about your plot or character development. Only as it relates to Villeneuve and Carolyn. And a little side piece of Constantine, because I'm curious about Edina. But really, 
I really don't care about these new people. So just keeping it a buck, keeping it 100. And the next stills are titled, What Were Your Favorite Details from a Killing Eve trailer? It is four clips. The first one just says, Killing Eve season four trailer, a closer look with a magnifying glass. Well, the first two are actually the same scene split in half. It's the aquarium. Oh, yes, it is. It's like stopped at the 46 second mark. It is one scene. Yes split in half then there's at 39 seconds it's Eve's cork board mm-hmm. her conspiracy board and then we get at one minute and seven seconds the shot of eve at the bar it's the shot of eve in the gown we'll just say that yeah is it a bar maybe it is i see you cover those four but they actually continue in the comments they also have a screenshot from the couples therapy i'm not gonna go through the timestamps. constantin with a constantin like jovial smile full of shit and villanelle over the cauldron of christianity looking pensive before she dunks her face in the water and that is all they do not appear to put other ones they want to know what's your favorite oh this actually isn't even the killing eve account this is bbc america so i don't know if killing eve posted the same diatribe on their account but killing eve the official account is in the responses saying definitely constantin <laughs> as for for my answer is definitely a tie between Villanelle on her knees and Eve in the gown, personally. Yeah, it's hard to see Eve in that shot in the gown and then try to go past it to the next thing because this is something that lingers in a good way. Like, you just sort of want to just be in that moment. <laughs> is this where it culminates to? Is this is this the end? Is that the end? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is it going to be like one of those weird bonus scenes like we got with... Uh, the cowboy hat. Oh, Lord. Remember what? the cowboy hat? Why would you suggest something like that? Like Eve in a gown potentially showing off the scar would be a throwaway scene. Like, are you trying to trigger me? I don't understand. Uh, those, weren't do that? The, those weren't the words I used. But I see that that Did was you how you took it. You implied I it. I see. You brought up the cowboy hat. That implies deleted scene. That implies cutting room floor. Cutting room floor. I see how you drew those connections. I. Those were not my connections when I uttered the words. But I see how you drew those connections. <laughs> but how did you get there? So what is the answer? So what is the have, answer? Have we, have we met? Me and making connections? <laughs> Forget it. Oh, okay. That's the answer. Pilastri bullshit. Never mind, y'all. So <laughs> I guess there it is. I've seen people speculating that it happens in the first episode. I don't know how you motherfuckers got to that in the first episode. I saw that and it took me aback because I'm like, first episode? Okay, but sure. But, so then we start a pie and then we get Scooty Bike. I was trying to double down and say that it's hard to see Eve with her back. In the shape of a heart, cut out with the braid, and move on beyond that. Like it's hard. It's you are fixated in that moment. So I love the high that that moment gave me. So I'm not gonna. I can't really move from there. So I would say that that is a definite dynamic high. All right. Feel free to let us know, guys, what your favorite moments in the trailer were. If you feel like it, and maybe some of y'all are actually in these motherfucking comments, very killing you fandom comments in this thread. Hilarious. All right, so this next drop of production photos came on the 10th, and Killing Eve tweeted it with, the end is about to begin. And we have four photos. One is a villanelle in a church bathroom with a lot of tans, a lot of light browns, creams, colors. (laughs) A nighty, and she looks to be praying before she goes to bed. Villanelle, okay. Then we have Eve running. Eve is on the move. And we've got Carolyn in the next one. Definitely waiting for Eve to arrive with what looks to be faux fucking Jafari Uh in the back and a manila envelope or a folder, a file, whatever. Heroin. And the last photo is Villanelle in a church looking sullen. 
once again with some sort of saint in the background. She's in the pew all by herself in the same denim shirt that was in the other photo where she was laying down the hymnals where Terrence wanted to study the science of laying down the hymnal book. Or collecting it. Yeah, it's... I just... I mean, again, maybe it's a thing that certain people just never had to deal with or experience. But yeah, handing things out or collecting things like over versus under. Yeah. Indeed. But this photo set did give me insight as to, yes, photo Jafari Carolyn Martins being acquainted, which now I have to live with that as a reality. I didn't want to... Uh, completely eliminate uh, my Elena desire of sending Eve a gift. But now I have to deal with Carolyn throwing a wrench of a male into Eve Palastri's obsession as a what? As a distraction? As a like, what was the point? Why? Why him? Why? <laughs> is, is he the test? Is he the test that Eve needs to pass? Like, I just... Mm. She sees more than I do. So, I mean, I trust you, Carolyn, and I'll wait for the outcome is, is what I, I, I'm You by yourself trusting Carolyn. I don't trust Carolyn. I trust Carolyn to be a misandrist and be about her business. That's about all I trust, especially because we already established she's lied to Eve in a previous series in a way that the audience was led to believe she was telling the truth. So all this says to me is already one of my muses, which I said that he could be working with MI6 or he could be undercover working for the 12. It doesn't actually matter. But it, this is a confirmation that he's doing something. And he's connected mm-hmm. to Carolyn. So, you know, that's potentially when he meets Eve, right then and there. And the next still are titled She Knows Too Much. And this is from the 12th. And it's just Carolyn Martin's looking into a mirror. It looks like a standard size uh, restroom mirror from going by. How'd you sizing up the mirror? Well, it's. <laughs> <laughs> there are tiles. She's looking in the mirror. Off to the left. Like she's thinking about something that just happened. Maybe she just got in a fight. Maybe she just got hemmed up. Maybe she just found out who killed Kenny. Maybe she walked in on Villanelle and Eve banging and she wasn't ready for that. It could be any number of things. But it is indeed Carolyn knowing too much. Too much about what? We don't know. But we will definitely find out. Yeah, there's something about that expression where it's like, hmm, I need to envision her as always on top of her game. That's what I need to do. But... You know, I don't know. Maybe there was a curve that appeared sooner versus later, but she can handle. So that's that's going to be my hope that she's just maintaining, you know, she's getting her game face on in a sense that she's. But then who is she? Hold tight to your delusions. Carolyn is going to get fucked up, obviously, because whether or not Villanelle is working for the 12 or somebody else, she definitely kidnaps Carolyn. And if Carolyn is able to talk herself out of whatever the fuck that is with Villanelle, that's one thing because she's Carolyn. But clearly they've literally repeated the same fucking line in every article that says she is on the hunt for who ordered Kenny's hit. His murder, which means she's in people's business that she probably shouldn't be in. Which Mm -hmm. potentially explains their line of she knows too much. You know too much about the 12. You know too much about what's going on with Villanelle. And people would like you to know less. And maybe they will try to take her out of this world because we saw the clip with the dead rat. We know that people are aggressing in Carolyn's direction. And why wouldn't they? Especially if she's been demoted. So whether or not Carolyn's knowledge will get her dead I'm less positive about that because I do believe Carolyn, if one person could make it out this show, it would be Carolyn. Alive and everyone else could end up dead, but yeah, it just seems like she is adding more information to her coffers and annals of information that is putting her in a very dangerous zone 
when she apparently has the least amount of allies at this time, especially when you think about her and Constantine having a fracture, when Constantine was obviously someone that she contacted and utilized when necessary among her many people in her harem that she'll call (laughs) when she's visiting countries like Julia Guglia, that other random guy she was sleeping with in the show. I can't remember his name, but she's got a lot of connections. No, yeah. All right, and I guess the last revelation for this episode is that Hottie with a Body has a name. And her name is May in the show, played by actress Zinzi Hudson. Hopefully that is pronounced correctly. But she's got an A, and that's what it is. May, May, May live. I don't think so. (laughs) May, May get an O. It's possible. May, May get murked by Eve. Also possible, if she knows what Villanelle's up to. Or May May get murked by Villanelle herself. Probably. Do I want May to get murked? I do not. But the likelihood that May will not make it out of series four, extremely high. Well, of course I want her to live too. I'm happy that, you know, we are at least introduced to her as with a name. You know, most, actually most of Villanelle's lays, we don't know the names of. So is this confirmation that she, that there's no coitus? Uh, This is potentially confirmation of like a character sheet being published to IMDb Uh, for an actor. So (laughs) I I don't know what it means. Well, Maria, I guess, would be the flaw in the plan because I'm sure that Villanelle and well, Maria... Well, more than it. once. You could go to series one and find, like, side characters we learn the name of. Think about the little French, little French romantic sir that went down via perfume. Oh, yeah, Bastion, yeah. Right. Mm. So there's a flaw in your code, but, you know, knowing that her name is May, we can say May or we can say Hottie with a Body. I might still go to Hottie with a Body, but I may also switch it up with May. Well, those were amazing stills and promo vids. Mm-hmm. Insightful, insightful. I guess that means we can take all that we've learned and let's bring it over to musings. Let's do it. Hmm. Well, hmm. Any, musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first up in musings, let us muse over this poster release that we got. What do we think about it? Or what do you think about it? And then I suppose I'll say what I think about it. I... Well, maybe we should describe it. I mean, I'm... Okay, so this poster... We're going to guess that everyone knows what this looks like, but in case you don't. There's florals abound. Some of it present. A lot of it looks... It's like some of it's there. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like some of it's, it's a bunch of flowers. It's, added. it's a bunch it's of flowers. Lots of flowers. Lots They're of dark hued. There's a lot yes. of candles. The, the candles appear roses. to be in the shape of a heart. Villanelle and Eve are in the center. They do not look like they were in the same room. When they took this photo. Yeah. But they are in the same photo next to each other. Are they touching? I don't. Uh, well, uh, they're. It's hard to tell. Maybe their shoulders are implied to be touching, but it's it's a bit sterile for me. Yeah. Right. It does look like they were just kind of stacked one on top of the other. It looks like Villanelle was maybe first and then Eve was put on top of Villanelle in a sense. Because I could see both of Sandra. you Photoshop. Right. Well, yeah. That's all. Yeah, There's one asset added and then the other on top of it. But um, I actually would believe Photoshop because I don't believe that they were in the same room for this photo. I don't I don't know why you do this if you have both actors in the same room. I think this is a pose you do when you can't get both actors in the same room and you have to make concessions. Which then brings me to the question. It's been a year. <laughs> we couldn't arrange the schedule to have Sandra L or Johnny Comer in the room? At the same time, ahead of time, with enough time to make a poster for the final fucking season of Killing Eve. Okay. Whew. They're in, of course, the lighter and darker color. Villanelle is in her cream or a white, like that she's been in in earlier stills of photos of her praying, like when she was in the bathroom, uh, when she was in the church. But Eve, Eve in this dark, even this 
black or people have suggested it's the the dress. Well, and I haven't. But seen we've not this seen side, the bottom right. of this dress. I've seen on Twitter someone had a photo of a dress that was similar. It didn't look similar enough to me, but people were saying because the back cut out was similar, and it was actually a short dress, so it showed off the legs. And I'm like, okay, a backless dress that shows off the legs, that's nice. But no real confirmation if that's what Eve is is wearing and. If there's any correlation to Villanelle being in the outfit that potentially is the first outfit we see her in, maybe not. Because she dunks her face in it, so maybe the first outfit we see her in is the fucking jeans or corduroys, whatever she's wearing. But, you know, maybe it's to represent where the characters are when the show starts, that Villanelle's on her bullshit Uh, Christian tour and Eve is on her scorpion. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Eve, I will say I'm loving this this neckline for you. I shan't imagine. The only other time, aside from Nico getting sad. But why have the hair? I don't know. If it's the same gown and the gown, she has her hair pulled up. I just, I don't get it. That's where I would have chose a different gown because I don't understand. Like if you're not going to fully correlate to the piece, then why did we do it? Especially when we can't tell from the front. It's the same piece. So even when people are assuming it's the thing, it's like, okay, but I guess. No, I mean, I... a part of me really wants to hope that this, even though it is, and it looks very official, that another one kind of just appears a week from now or a week after. And it, it um, I know we may not get it. It's mm, just, this is, because remember the fake out for series three? And I have to keep going to that because it was like this can't oh be but it. that was a regular production year i don't know that we can do that uh, especially that when the show is coming out in like two fucking weeks that and the true. things you're talking about would happen several weeks before the show was going to come out and then okay we're closer okay here's the official promotional photos i don't know that this is that we know that rona has caused many issue on many a production has mm-hmm. led to many delays yeah. and things not being able to happen or you know what people are calling rona dumps where shows are, are doing a lot of building with dialogue but not with actual action for maybe the first two three episodes and so i just you know i'm saying temper your expectations because we are in the middle of february why would they do this why would they give us this sanitized photo if they were just gonna blow our minds a week from now i mean they could because i think killing eve likes to gaslight but i also i'm not convinced especially given all the promo videos with the flowers i'm just i think someone has committed hard to that theme and that's where we're going that's where we're gonna be for the rest of the show well time will tell damn Um, not me longing for the threads of fate Lord, it was a time. It was a time. Actually, no, you're right. Eve had a fucking neck cut, a neckline Uh that went all the way down. Villanelle was showing some leg. Damn. And I feel like I was talking shit back then, but I mean, not about them because they looked good, but I feel like maybe there was some shit to be talked because we didn't know what Suzanne was up to. But the images, the images. No, yes. They were flawless. And I just, frankly, I feel robbed. You know, I feel like, and again, this is no personal slight to the thespians or whichever people worked on this shoot, but it feels like I ordered Villeneuve from Wish. And on Wish, the poster looked like this. And then it came, and it's like, but Candace, actually look at this obvious Photoshop. That's actually what's happening here. Wow. Because it looks like obvious Photoshop, doesn't it? No, like, yeah, I, that's what I was like. Some I'm of not these, making shit up. Some of I'm it's just real. using my eyeballs. A lot of it's not. No, yeah, you're right. But it's uh, not even about what looks real because the threads of fate. Sorry, baby, for series two. Those all use Photoshop. If you're doing a shot and it's behind some white, some blue, some green, anything that you can cut out, really, you can change the background. It's about the quality. It's about what's happening. How are we staging this photo? What's going on? And so... With a Series 3, someone had a fan. Oh, blow the fan. Blow so that these things could swirl in the back. We have Sandra O's hair 
blowing in the wind. Jodie Comer's hair blowing in the fucking wind. The fucking fabric going everywhere. Mm. This is them not only being in the same room, which we know was the fucking case for every other shoot, which is why I have to say Rona and whatever the fuck else, but their facial expressions. It's giving, okay, are you are you okay. suspicious of me? Am I shoplifting? <laughs> um, that's what I'm getting. I Again, they don't appear to be touching in any obvious way out part of the shoulder, which is a bit different. You know, series one, Villanelle's giving a sexy choke out. Like, she's like, is it sexy or is it violent? It's both. And that that works for series one. She's got her arms around the neck of Eve. Series two, it's the dip. Villanelle's being dipped by Eve in a suit. Series three is the threads of fate. And they are in some sexy red silk, whatever the fuck. And then it's like series four, the final season, death. So we're going to give you a fucking funeral picture. We're going to give you a memorial photo that nobody would want for their, lo- for their loved ones. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because we were just talking about updating that bandana photo. Is this what we did? Is this what we updated the bandana photo to? Bandana photo? Remember that same old photo of Villanelle that she has on the corkboard? Oh, I don't know. I just, it doesn't give me anything. It gives me something, which is, like I said, death. It, it implies funerals and, okay, these are the type of flowers and candles I would see as a memorial. And actually, you know, it's a bit reminiscent now that I'm looking at it of, hmm, is it? I think it is. Of Romeo and Juliet, actually. If you Google the photo for Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, the cover is Leo and Claire kissing, and they have their costumes on from the party in which they meet, and in the background, there's a bunch of candles. And so I'd already mused last episode about potential correlations being made to Romeo and Juliet if someone cared and really liked that production, but the candles are there. Did you Google? Yes. So one could argue that the candles... For the cover of Romeo and Juliet are indicative of the candles that will be around Claire Dane's character when she's laid to rest. And Romeo comes in thinking a bitch is dead. And a bitch is just asleep. And then he gets really dramatic. And then he kills himself. And then she wakes up amongst the candles to be like, oh my god! Not you being dead for real. No, I have to go for real, for real. And so I'm not suggesting that they will go to the Romeo and Juliet end. But the parallels are, they remain. The parallels of death. The parallels of, you know, maybe there's self-sacrifice in there as well because... Juliet ultimately sacrifices her life to join Romeo because of the snafu. And so maybe this has something to do with like Villanelle getting shot or taking a bullet for Eve, perhaps, and what they're adding into these parallels. But to me, it's unmistakably death. And I'm fine with implying death for the show, for the girls, for whomever. But why is it so sterile? Why does it feel so devoid of any kind of tension, of any kind of lust or violence or just intrigue? That's really what it is. All the other photos had one of those elements or all those elements working together. This one has none of it for me. Yeah, I'll amplify how this one feels more like I'm the voyeur into whatever's going on versus all the other promo photos where this is like whatever is going down is none of my business. Like they're looking at me like can I help you? Like, you stranger, you. Almost like how maybe it's a call towards how the directing went at the end of series one of Fleabag, where it was all in. Where it was all in, it was like self-directed, sort of. It was like a monologue to the camera versus... And at the end, it was like, well, now I don't need this camera anymore, or the camera's gone. Now the camera's out. Like, you're done with our story. Like, we go on, but you're done. Okay. I don't know that I get those vibes. Like, I have zero connection to Killing Eve with this photo. So if you're getting something from it, that's fantastic. I don't have anything that I get from it, except what the aesthetic cues are giving me. Nothing about the facial expression of Sandra O oh or Jodie Comer 
in my opinion, implies anything or gives any further insight into the characterizations I can expect from Eva Villanelle outside of, you know, color theory. Oh, white, dark colors. Okay, Eve's in a gown. She in a sexy shit. Villanelle is in this churchy nightgown. Church frock. Baptism frock. I don't know what it is, but that's it. There have been musings that have been done before about photos and things that potentially could be said about the promo photos. You know, usually at least one of the thespians are looking in our direction. The one time it didn't happen was with the Threads of Fate. But for Series 1, Eve is looking at the audience. For Series 2, it's Villanelle and Eve looking at the audience. Series 3, they're both looking off. And, you know, Series 4, they're looking at the camera. But again, to say what? What was the direction? What did the photographer say? Like, what what was the, the feeling? What was the vibe that someone was trying to execute with this? And so I just have death because death can be sterile. Death can be emotionless it can be direct which is things i would put with this photo yeah <sighs> so much to ruminate so little time here's hoping that this is a fake out and they just had it to use and then they will give us more things later but <laughs> if this is what it is then you know we're just gonna have to sit and stew in this until hopefully maybe episode one or episode two will make this make more sense maybe r.i.p killing eve Okay, so I guess uh, here's another muse about the concept of rest in peace as we've seen Killing Eve kind of roll out. Mm -hmm. Especially this one released clip on the 10th where they have, you know, like it's like this ominous song that's playing. It's almost like... Oh, the one with the lipstick and the... And the, yeah, the pins pins and the teddy bear. Yes. I'm wondering if this is them just trying to get the fandom to just understand that after this this is over and of course the fandom's gonna say nay and we're gonna have so many alternate universe fanfics that will be thriving with these characters will always live they will always so to you bbc america maybe it's recipes killing eve to to you and maybe to some of the thespians maybe this is r.i.p to the killing eve spinoff that you thought you were gonna make maybe this is your way of just saying that you're just putting it all to bed and that's that's fine i guess i can live with that even though at one point i thought that when new york comic-con would have been safe to roam around and freely and you know bum elbow to elbow and go get autographs and see my favorite thespians speak on things that i instead of seeing the walking dead on my tag from amc i thought i was going to see killing eve on my tag i thought that that was going to be that would require doing promotion and like actually trying to take advantage of the fervor of the audience and that's not something they do i'm sorry well i wish it was different I would love to have those other things, those other fucking mementos that we can get from other shows. But Killing Eve is not that fucking show. Yeah, so I don't, what does it all mean? It all means bullshit. It could mean the obvious, Killing Eve is ending. Mourn killing you fans because this is the last shit and they're being cheeky because it's about death and it's about the name of the show is killing eve and some people have mused is this show really about killing eve or is it about killing villanelle and so this concept of death 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 it's been here from series one we fucking get that shit i hope it's gaslighting because i've been preparing myself for an even villanelle death for quite some time even though i don't want it because i do believe honestly ethically earnestly my worldview is that women can behave badly they can do wrong things unethical things things Mm -hmm. that aren't right and they can still live. Right. They can still go on. Because the amount of men, the amount of men that literally 
go forth and prosper despite all the derelict things they've done and furthermore get redeemed. Redeemed? Oh, yeah. And so I'm not, I don't buy into that bullshit and stuff we were reading other articles like, oh, Villanelle, she's on the sociopathic spectrum. She's not a good person. She has to be stopped. Or Eve, you have to stop wanting to be violent. Like, no, fucking no, no. So if you decide to sit in the fact that Eve has settled the fuck in to her misandry and her queerness and Villanelle has settled the fuck in to being the wife of Eve um, and taking some amount of direction, then I'm, I don't, I don't need for it to feel just. Where the fuck am I looking for justice? And killing you, I'm looking for justice? I can't even find justice in SVU, so I don't know why. Well, I SVU is always like, oh, did you think there was going to be justice for this rape, Candace? No, we're doing real life. So I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in someone trying to condescend me. No, it's true. And be like, well, Candace, do you know they're bad? Do you know they're bad? Yeah, I do. And I love it. Okay? I love me a villain, a non-man villain, and I wish I had more of them. And so I feel like I deserve, and all the fans deserve, to have these women thrive. After no, it's the true. fact, in our imaginations. But it just seems like... They're being so heavy-handed that it's not. But I also hope because they're telegraphing it so obviously that they don't kill them. Because what else are you saying? Then we should expect for them to die. And if that's the case and you're trying to keep shit under wraps. But then again, those photo leaks, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the best creative move. It's like we want them to be clever enough. But at the same time, we're like, are you clever enough? So I get it. I'm in that weird wishy-washy. Well, we want them to be gaslighting, not even clever. That they're lying. That they're uh, implying to the fans and anyone watching this stuff that, hey, this is ending in death. Hey, this isn't going to end well. Oh, look at the scorpion and the frog analogy we're doing. Both die. Mm. And so it's literally in neon lights that Villanelle and Eve are probably going to die. So I'm hoping that they are gaslighting and they subvert expectations by not killing these hosts. Because literally we can see it coming. Literally we've had leaked photos about boobs getting shot. We've oh, had yeah. leaked photos about what's happening. And so, like I said in a previous episode, that booby shot better not the finale. They better not have been so fucking exposed on the finale and that they shot out of order and that that shot in the titty is episode three or four or five. Something, something. But please, not episode eight. Because I will lose all respect for all the employees of Sagental Films. Because mm. again, I don't know how this happens for the final episode of a show that has been a hit like Killing Eve. That's it. Those are fair, fair points. Another interesting thing to muse about that was in the ether, the Killing Eve ether this past week, was that unloved creator of all those lovely Villain Eve tunes and ditties that we love. They have mm-hmm. been updating their Insta with stories and things leading up to what will be a release on Valentine's Day for them for some new fucking music. And I just feel like, I'm sure they have fans. I'm not going to be rude. Like, I know they have fans somewhere. But I also feel like the majority of the people checking their shit are Killing Eve Oh, it's Like, oh. we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what song is coming out? That is definitely going to tie into this fucking show. So one of their stories had this audio to it and some footages of some naked ladies swimming around, swirling around. It's hard to say, but something around in water. And this is the audio. So this is love. So this is what makes love. Slow motion. In the water. Oh! Oh, I love that. And that's a slap. (laughs) (laughs) Blow him down. That is a slap. Down he goes. From a film. And so, interesting. What caught my eye from this, number one, is like, okay, I have been going on and on about water, mostly to myself, because I don't know that it means anything, but I also can't help but notice all the water stuff and what I feel like that could imply creatively, artistically, and otherwise. And here's Unloved, with a fucking story with some bitches. Naked, looking like mermaids, but they Mm -hmm. have feet, so they're not mermaids. They have feet. They're just naked. And it seems to be like they're in love. I said, so, okay, lesbians 
skinny dipping is that we're doing lesbians in the pond quiz in the lake whatever it is i just like what are y'all talking about if not killing eve like who who wouldn't time a release <laughs> with the build-up of killing eve and then you have that other clip where somebody is getting fucking slapped i feel like she slaps him and he gets cross-eyed after the slap well it's from a classic film and it looks like she was about to blow him over because he was just so But yeah, the second share is from a classic film with a popular trope, which is basically, it's usually a woman slapping a man once or twice and then nearly immediately regretting it and being like, oh my gosh, no, I love you. And so in this clip, she does a wallop of a slap. He falls onto the bed. She blows him down. She looks perplexed, like, why are you still standing? Blows this motherfucker down. And then once he's on the bed, looking like he knocked the fuck out, she's like, wait, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and so I can't help but wonder, are you guys trying to imply some shit about Eve and Villanelle. This is going to be Eve's energy, which makes sense. She's chaotic as hell. That she would run in with a slap because she's still mad about not having the O. And the minute she puts Villanelle on the ground, because she didn't expect that, she's like, oh, my bad, babe. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know my own I didn't strength. Mean to. I didn't mean to. I have been working out additionally. I didn't know oh, is that, that my biceps had increased this dramatically. Is that the slap from around the universe? Is that what this is implying? I mean, the slap from around the universe definitely has some weird stuff going on. And actually, when I looked at that again, it looks like the shot is mirrored because potentially they didn't follow a cinematic rule that exists in terms of shooting people and not confusing your audience. And so who knows what that's going to look like in post. I hope <laughs> it comes together, guys. Really do. But yeah, so what do you think is going on with Unloved? Are they vague booking on Instagram and just... I would love Giving to say clues? yes. Like, unless they just really know that their audience is definitely the Killing Eve standum and they know that Killing Eve is dropping and they just timed it this way where it's like, yeah, music, why not? Let's release it now. So that way it's all happening all at once. I feel like it's, what's that group? Oh, Hui and Tito did the Gentleman Jack song. Like, you, you obviously have your fans that existed mm -hmm. before, but then you also know mm -hmm. that a gaggle of quiz have come along. For one main property. And you should probably, like, I don't know, give them stuff. Right, right. Because right. they're waiting. They're chomping right. at the bit. Bated breath. So that's a welcome treat and surprise to all Killing Eve standum. Because, I mean, we will be listening. So, I mean, thank you. Love the content. There's something about the freedom that it takes. Not just the state of mind, but also just the, I was about to say the unabashed. The unashamed nature in which the two women were swimming where it was like look I'm at us ashamed. look at us right it was it was like <laughs> look at us look at this bliss look at this joy look at us without a care in the world who it's been it's been some time since i've gotten a chance to frolic in some aguas or plus one with clothing optional as the theme so <laughs> so what i'll say is You're talking about skinny dip well oh yeah yeah <laughs> i was i was trying to vague book the, the term <laughs> But um, but we yeah, have so, grown you know, this I mean, here. If you if you've done it, you know what it felt like, and so cold as hell. Well, that honestly. that that, and then depending the on is one of those things that makes sense before you touch the water, right? Especially if it's a body of water that is in the East Coast. That that like if it's not a jacuzzi, <laughs> because I feel it's, like as someone who is. Well, I'm just put. Well, you know what? My business is already out here. So, yes, as someone who does like to skinny dip, does like to take a spontaneous dip in some water that, again, is not full of germs and weird things and right. leeches. That can well, I was about to say living things. Right. Right. Now, now, 
Woo. No. I'm not going to be one of those Woo. people that has an awful Brazil story. Yeah. Talking about I jumped into a body of water I had no business jumping into. And then things happen to me. Am I nervous? No, that's not me. Yeah, so I love a good skinny dip. I just, it's cold as hell. And so those women looked warm and stuff. Right. They, I'm like, where are you guys? Like, like, were they in some sort of like What ocean grotto? are you in? Was it, right. Was there something heated? That you didn't run screaming right, right. back out. Right. Like you thought it was going to be sexy and cool. Then you're like, ah! Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, but I mean, but they, they looked free. <laughs> they looked like they were having fun. And but it you're was like, just immediately the to the showers. <laughs> Next time, no. make it a jacuzzi. Sometimes no, it's like honestly. instant regret. No, yeah. you're right. Instant the temperature, regret. The only rude. time there's no instant regret is like when we're having those like global warming summers. Like right. it's 105 degrees. Right. You're at the beach and you're like, fuck it. So you saw Carefree Lesbians. Yeah. And I saw that too. I did. Yeah. I really did oh, see yeah. that. It was giving me Renaissance Carefree, like 1702 bitches that were still getting their O's. Uh, mm-hmm. The usual arrangement. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Usual arrangement. <laughs> see, I can't stand you. God. No, I mean, but but I was happy for gentleman them. Jack is on do, the mind. Right. Do ladies gentleman do Jack. that? Yes, ladies have fun. They ladies, do. Ladies? They do. <laughs> ladies skinny dip together. They do. Oh, they do. Well, it's a very ethereal thing, and it kind of reminded me of a moving painting. Which, as a side note, I'm like, that's fun. Like, if you just have Actually, a big, yeah. giant thing and it's got some queer ladies just moving around, like, it's an oil painting, I, I'd be into that as an invention or just something on the wall. And I definitely double down and agree with your one person does an action out of emotion and then they're like, I didn't realize my own strength. I do think that it is Eve who does this action right. too. She's so <laughs> deep. God. Wish a bitch would calm the fuck down. But honestly, as we said last episode, if Eve is working through rejection, whether it's just the rejection at the bridge, which you guys know how I reacted in real time and all the times after. I was confused like Eve. I was like, what? What do you mean we walk away? And, you know, whether or not they fill in some blanks about, okay, they smashed or they did something and Villanelle still pieced out because she couldn't handle it. Like, that's where this this petty Eve energy is coming from, where she's not even trying to know her own strength because she's still so up. I hope she slaps her twice. Like, it's not because I want to see violence, but I want to see Eve, in a sense, like that out of control. Oh, yeah. Like, with her emotions out. from no, Villanelle. Right. Because that's not been what we get with Eve. Like, usually she seems the more reserved is not the word I want to use. Uh, like, but it's more like things are under control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And then, you know, sometimes Villanelle's look like she's tried to pretend like she's under more control, and other times it has looked like she's under more control. But we have never seen a complete unhinged Eve. Like, she is the cow flying through mm-hmm. her gay vapors and I just I think that indicates something else if she if she sees Villanelle and she's on the bus bullshit like immediately she's like what the fuck are you doing here slap slap Villanelle's down okay bitch I'm sorry come here come here (laughs) Eve went from like completely measured to like I lost two minutes of time I don't know what just happened Uh, right it wasn't until the blood was on my hands was on my hands right (laughs) she on her Chicago she's on her Chicago Uh, that's why somebody gotta bless this this woman with an O who isn't full Jafari because that's not gonna do anything for the misandry tension inside her Carolyn take one for the team amen please see well (laughs) I'm just saying it's it's risky because Carolyn looks like she could put it on a bitch in a way that Villanelle should be concerned. So I just don't well, know. Well, actual, actual. I just don't know if that's her first jaunt with a lady that it should be with Carolyn. Oh, because it might just be too much. It might prove to be too much. <laughs> because Eve will be caught in the in the sex fog uh-huh, for like four months. Uh-huh, and she'll totally uh-huh, get out of it. Uh-huh. She'll get out and be like, Villanelle, it's really you. But will Villanelle still be there? You know what I'm saying? She might be back at the monastery. So let's try to avoid it. <sighs> All right, I've got another question for Amuse. 
now that we've mused about unloved. Also, yeah, guys, get at us if you have any thoughts about this unloved. We'll be monitoring the situation and, of course, seeing what the fuck they actually put out on the 14th that might further our Palastri muses. But, you know, if you have ideas and thoughts, definitely hit us up in the inbox.